much for listening to Reagan with an A, now available on all streaming services. Welcome back to another episode of Reagan with an A. I am super duper excited to come to you guys today. So thank you so much for listening. So we are in the new year. Of course, (laughs) so many days into the new year. I want to say, what, 25 days into the new year? And it's often said, new year, new me. Well, I'm not going to tell you new year, new me. I'm going to say new year, but same me but upgraded. Because as you know, this is a time where we should be taking care of ourselves, not because it's a new year, but it should be a regular way of life. And I can tell you right now, I am in desperate need of self-care. I have never really taken care of myself. Now, of course, you know, getting pedicures, I I mean, I guess that files under self-care, but taking care of myself mentally. I'm a spiritual person, Sometimes I lose my way, but uh, I'm a spiritual person, but I've never allowed myself to completely get into the place that I need to be because most of the time we're just masking instead of getting the help that we need. Now, I know that I am going to look for a therapist because I just want to unpack a lot of things, but that's something that I need to do. But I also, I schedule a facial just to let you know, because that is also a form of self-care because I'm not the most relaxed person. And now that I've become a mommy, I am like super duper duper tense because being a mother is a job all on its own. But prior to baby, I really didn't take care of myself. I mean, I pride myself on being a very strong woman. Um, I will let you know how I feel, but in other times I never... And other times I wouldn't because I was more concerned about another person's feelings instead of my own. And of course, that is a another version or filing under self-care because sometimes we hide or not say what we need to say because we don't want to make a person feel a certain way, even though that person is making us feel uncomfortable, uneasy, or just irking the crap out of you. So I can tell you that I used to be a people pleaser. You know, if you're with me, people pleaser, table of how many, (laughs) you're right here. But I've learned that that's something that I had to stop doing because in essence, people pleasing would leave me hurt or shattered. But I can tell you that I have since grown out of that because at this point, I have gotten tired of trying to people please. Do you know how many times I used to uh, put things in my day that weren't actually in that day? Like, okay, get it. I have moved out of my hometown, which I love. And please, if you guys are listening, don't take offense to it. It's the truth. No lie, but it's the truth. I used to, um, I lived, I, I moved to Nashville which wasn't too far from my hometown is maybe like two and a half hours or so away. But long story short, I have a lot of friends here who I absolutely love and coworkers who I loved. And every time I would come into town, you know, it would become a job. I would come into town just to visit my family. And, you know, occasionally I'd kick it with some friends, but most of the time it was just to see my mom and my family who we missed so it seems like it became not enough time in the day 
because I'd come in town and everyone's like, hey, let's go out to dinner. Hey, stop by here. Please make sure you stop by and say hello. You're in town. I mean, I could put on like a blast, be like, hey, you know, oh, it feels so good to be home. And it'd be tons of messages like, you're in town. Stop by. We should do lunch. You're in town. Do this. Blah, blah, blah. And I kept stretching myself like, guys, seriously, I would stretch myself entirely too thin because I was so afraid of disappointing these people who I love, who I'm grateful for the fact that they wanted to spend time with me and to see me. But at the same time, I just wanted to chill. I just wanted to relax and see my mom whose face I hadn't seen in like so many days. And I just want to enjoy the comfort of being home, but not running all over the place. Because when you, you come home, you know, you're going to do your errands for your mom. That's a, you know, I love doing that. That's my mom, you know? I mean, we do have this obligation to our parents. At least I feel we have an obligation to our parents because it's a circle of life or cycle of life. Um, but you know, if my mom needed me to run to the grocery store or pick up dry cleaning or needed me to pick up medicine or go do whatever, or she just wanted to spend the day. Those are things that I love doing. And I found myself because I wanted to please the other people in my life by, you know, scheduling like five to 10 things to do within that short time frame I was home. Now, keep in, time, uh, keep in mind, most of the time I would come home on a Friday. My sister and I would, we lived, <laughs> we lived in Nashville together. We worked right off the interstate from our job. And sometimes we would just take a half a day, shoot up the interstate to go home. And then, of course, you know, stay home for the weekend or whatever. And then come back to our lives in Nashville. But it got to the point where I, I literally would schedule people on my way out of town. Like if I'm on my way out of town and somebody's like, oh, you didn't stop by to see me. I really wanted to see you. I felt guilty. I felt a lot of guilt to where I'm stopping off at such and such's house for an hour and then I hit the road. I literally go back, pick my sister up, and then I shoot down the interstate and it left me feeling so exhausted. And it's all because I didn't want to disappoint anyone. And I've gotten to the point where I I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I started coming in town and, you know... I stopped making a lot of plans. I had to put myself first. It's exhausting. And then not only that, keep in mind, I am now a mom. I have been a, a, I don't know if I can consider, <laughs> I still call myself a new mom. Okay. I'm not a new mom anymore. My child is now two years old. He's a total of 25 months. In fact, <laughs> he's two years and one month as of the 23rd of January. So now people want to see you and your baby. So, you know, people forget. I I legit had to remind someone, you know, when I lived in New York, you know, we this is a, a close friend of mine and I love her. <laughs> and I think she forgot that I, I legit just came off of maternity leave and just had a baby. Uh, <laughs> but she goes... You know what? Maybe one of these days, Chick-fil-A in the morning, she goes, Hey, can you what tomorrow do you think you can go to Chick-fil-A and grab us breakfast? I'll buy. <laughs> and I go, Yeah, no, I have a baby. <laughs> she goes, Oh my god, I forgot you have a baby. I was like, Yeah, I 
have a baby. So no, I cannot get up early in the morning, drive to the city to pick us up some breakfast at Chick-fil-A. I have to wait for my, you know, my homie Sid Khan to get there to babysit my baby while I'm at work. Because I used to, when I first started working at my job, like, you know, if you know New York City, New York City doesn't have a lot of Chick-fil-A's. And, you know, and she vibed with the whole idea because she's a Southerner, but she's lived in New York City for 10 plus years now or so. And uh, they have one, I can't remember the exact location in Manhattan, um, but I had to take a lot of trains uh, to get there, especially if I didn't drive that day. So I would take the six train to the, to the R train, but then I would not take that. I'd go the other way to where I'd catch the M or the F or whatever. So anyways, I had to go, I went down to, um, the Chick-fil-A in Manhattan. And then I got my team some breakfast. You know, I got up, keep in mind, I came from the Bronx. Most of those people lived closer. Like most of those people lived in Queens where they could easily hop an express train. And some of those people lived in Manhattan where it was like about five stops away from them, you know, but because I'm a kind person and a people pleaser, I was like, okay, y'all go to Chick-fil-A. So I went to Chick-fil-A, got up bright and early in the morning, made sure that I would be in Rego Park just to get to work on time and have breakfast for some of my coworkers. And I did that maybe once or twice. And then one time another coworker goes, you know what? Chick-fil-A would be great in the morning. Do you, will you go get it? And I looked at her and I go, I think her name was Daisha. I was like, you live in Manhattan. You live about two trains away, two stops away. Why don't you get it in the morning and bring it to us since you're closer? She goes, mm, I don't have enough time. And I was like, are you kidding me? And right then and there, I was like, no, I, I, no I'm done. So fast forward to after I had my son and a good friend of mine uh, who I absolutely love. And, you know, there's reciprocity. She and I were, we were, we had a great friendship and a working relationship where, you know, she wasn't a person that took advantage, you know, and she was one of my favorite people. I would do anything for her because she did for me as well. We actually had that reciprocal uh, relationship. I no longer am bound to what everybody else feels. I think that's also another filing under self-care is liberating yourself from what other people think about. People don't think what they think about you regardless. I tell you, I spent my entire life worried about what people thought of me. And I had gotten to a point where I was just like, no, I don't care what you think about me. You're going to have your opinion, whether I'm perfect or not. And I'm not perfect, but I'm taking the steps to be the better person of my uh, best person that I possibly can be for me. And I can tell you that it's starting to become, it's, it's a freeing experience, you know, and I am there and I just want to explore it a lot more. You know, no is a word. It's, it's a complete sentence. No. (laughs) And you know, there are people who are going to be uncomfortable with that and that's okay if they're uncomfortable with it, just as long as it don't make you uncomfortable. I had, you know, my last relationship, I, I, there are a lot of things I never said to, um, my now deceased boyfriend because I did not want to make him uncomfortable, you know, or make him feel a certain type of way. But truth of the matter is when it, when you are suffering on the inside, sometimes when you just have to say it, 
it's okay to just come out and say it. And if they're upset about it, that's on them. But do what's freeing to you. I'm not telling you to go out and cuss the world out. I'm just telling you to put yourself first because that's what I'm currently doing. I am taking care of me. The business of taking care of Reagan has started way before this year has started. But enhancing the business of taking care of Reagan started at the beginning of the year. Okay, days into the year. Regardless, it's not where you start. It's how you finish. Thank you guys so much for listening to Reagan with an A. I hope to see you guys again next week. Bye.